Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 38 of the Women's Running Podcast and episode 11 of our workshop. In this episode, Holly and I are building up to our virtual Vitality 10K at the end of May. You join us in the middle of a heated debate about recycling, so you may want to gloss over that. Although, if you have any tips about cleaning peanut butter jars before recycling, please let me know. Vital running stuff. I talk about my 20-mile run walk that I completed the weekend before. Spoiler, it was lovely and show off my medal. And Holly talks about her improved running since recovering from not COVID. I then try to include a bit of structure into the remaining weeks before our 10k with a couple of pick-and-mix training sessions. These two types of runs are a threshold run and a pyramid run. If you want to try them out during your training, I'll put full details in the show notes. But briefly speaking... A threshold run is running a little bit faster, while a pyramid session is a bit more complex and a bit more fun, I think, with some more resting bits. With this one, you start with a little warm-up of at least five minutes easy running, then you alternate fast intervals of running with 60 seconds of easy running, climbing up and down a pyramid of intervals, starting with 30 seconds, then 45, 60, 75 and 90, before going back down to 75 60, 45 and 30, each with 60 seconds easy running in between. It's going to be fun. We then talk about calves of steel, that's Holly, and hamstrings of balsa wood, that's me, and how we both need one session a week of yoga or Pilates to stretch out our poor overworked bodies. We have a quick pop at men who just have to overtake us on a run, and I remind Holly of the best advice I've heard this year, which is... Don't measure yourself by someone else's ruler. I want us all to take that on board. You should totally become a member of Women's Running. For one thing, podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than $2.95 a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like lovely kit, nutrition and class memberships and more than that you'll be one of us which is priceless enter wrpod at the checkout at shop.womensrunning.co.uk for your brilliant discount come and join women's running we'd love to have you with us it's it's not pleasant isn't it and i i I know that i'm very much guilty of leaving the peanut butter jar for many days because I don't want to clean it. Because yeah. jam, jam and pesto jars, turns out if you put a bit of hot water in it and shake it with a lid on, fine. You don't even done. need to get because your hand in there. Mm-hmm. No, fine. Peanut butter, crunchy peanut butter specifically, is an absolute nightmare. They designed the jars so badly with that kind of lip around the top. And like loads of runners must, must feel this pain. Like, how on earth do you clean out a peanut butter jar? And, and and you can't. You have to get in there, like with your brush or whatever. And then your brush is covered in, in what ends up being warm peanut butter. And, oh God! 
no not nice is it not nice at all no Uh, one that I really struggle with is olive oil bottles they never ever quite get clean they're all they've always got that slight like sliminess inside Dave's thing with that is to have it upside down on the in the food bin to to drain its last dregs that's the only thing that he just sort of leaves it overnight that's his tip for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love this (laughs) okay okay another thing right what do you do oh no you don't eat you're vegetarian but tell me because maybe there's a Linda McCartney alternative right (laughs) okay (laughs) to this problem (laughs) what do you because i eat a lot of tuna what do you do with the oil in which the tuna comes if you don't eat it Mm, okay i guess the equivalent to that is well i suppose that still happens like what if you if you deep fry something or you or you shallow fry something in quite a lot of oil what do you do with stuff like that with residue oil you're supposed to collect and take to the refuse place you are aren't you do you think the same applies with fish oil yeah i think it does (laughs) because you know what i do i just dump it down the sink fish oil imagine somebody (laughs) imagine i came round and (laughs) it's like what's that and you're like oh that's my fish oil don't go near that (laughs) who wants to feed their fish oil sat on the side And like we, we, we try to be good citizens and do that with our oil for a little bit with like leftover oil but I just felt really grim about having this kind of unidentified murky <laughs> jam jar <laughs> yellowish goo <laughs> sat on the side of the kitchen it, it just, didn't feel good it doesn't feel good it just it makes you not no. want to cook in that particular way I mean it's sort of mostly the the cooking kind of absorbs the oil in any case doesn't it but there is just sometimes when mm. you're doing something particularly sort of crispy in the pan and oh yeah, yeah crispy leeks and uh, we've been doing quite a lot of crispy leeks really recently and that makes the oil stink because they're quite bitter anyway yeah. but like it's this kind of charred burnt smell yeah anyway 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 morning <laughs> did you see somebody by the way i spotted a facebook comment you know last week we were talking about um how um dull we are really and the fact that that makes us the perfect podcast to run to i did see somebody comment saying that they laughed out loud a few times on their (laughs) run and that we were more than vaguely interesting so that was nice thank you i don't know if after our discussion of what you do with what do you do? oil? <laughs> Can you recycle tuna oil? <laughs> yeah, answering the big ones today. <laughs> yeah, really pertinent. I actually, I think the peanut butter conversation is very runner centric. Yeah, that is quite runner centric. That was that was well focused. I can I see how so. that would be an issue. Yeah, yeah I think. So. But I don't think run, runners don't eat jam, do they? Or pesto or tuna. From, from what I've heard. Like, I ask a lot of runners what they eat during the day and none of those things come up. Really? I ate pesto yesterday. Oh. I love pesto. Oh, there we mm. go then. Yeah. Well, I normally- think pesto is probably on the... That's, that's surely quite a good refuel well, thing, like pesto. Well, pesto, pesto. 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 Yeah, pasta, pesto. Pasta, pesto. Yeah, it must be a pasta thing. Pesto. <laughs> yeah. I think I do that before the night before a long run, actually. Yeah. A pasta pesto thing because nice and simple but kind of carby and whole wheat pasta oh i'm getting over excited thinking about it now <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your running holly what's been going on it's been good yeah i think um i'm sort of comfortably i've got a sort of mini vague plan um which is to start thinking a little bit more about the 10k distance in May which I've realized at time of recording is tomorrow so it's all kicking off a little bit but (laughs) all I wanted to do over the last couple of weeks was just get back to because I I didn't do a huge amount because as we talked about last time I was a bit poorly and wanted a week or so to recover after half marathon and how are you feeling are you are you feeling better yeah absolutely fine now nothing going on below the head or anything I think Mm. I've been getting a bit of hay fever that's sort of 
the start of that has coincided with the end of the illness that's made it feel like I've just been ill for absolute yonks but mm. I don't think I am anymore I think it's just a little bit normal springtime hay fever stuff um but generally feeling good and haven't had any niggling things with my hip or anything and back to doing 5k my little usual route pretty comfortably lovely as comfortably as running and hills and things ever are mm. um and I think that yeah that's 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 where I wanted to be it's it's all about yeah wanting to do it comfortably and feel happy and it be a nice experience this for this 10k isn't it so I yep. think yeah I'm, I'm there I'm poised and ready to start doing a little bit more towards working up to the 10k distance now that we've got four weeks or five weeks or whatever it is till yeah yeah till the run mm-hmm. that's good so what I've been um I've been doing some research into the stuff that we could be doing and I, what I was thinking about was this time instead of me saying to you you must do this I'm going mm-hmm. to make sure that we both do it because um mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm yeah I'm a bit of a bugger for sort of saying you do it and then forgetting that actually this is something that I'm supposed to be doing at the same time so <laughs> um so this week there is going to be homework um but it's homework that I want us both to do so we need to hold each other cool. accountable completely so I want you to tell me off if I don't do it because there's a couple of things that okay. I, I know that I like I really should be doing and I just don't and I, I know that I, I mean I don't want to kind of um you know beat myself up about anything but you know, there are things that, that both of us can do that just make like, just make everything a bit easier. So um, I know. And I, I have a feeling I know the kinds of things you're going to say. Yeah, cause it's not <laughs> going to be, tell you what, on a Tuesday night, sit down and have a cake. Actually, I think that might be part of it. Actually. Yeah, maybe that could be part of it. Yeah, I did. I also thought that, so it looks like we've got, um, we've got between four and five weeks until we have to run it. Um because you can run within that week can't you so you can run at any point um so we'll need to check in yeah. before then to see when it, it, that's what's really lovely about it it's very flexible mm. yeah no it's lovely it's mm. really really nice um so you can just choose the best weather the best day the best time kind of thing um and what i've really mm. no- i'll tell you one thing i've really noticed this week um uh i got my period on sunday was it or yeah sunday and i have flagged massively this week and i don't know why i'm really yeah i don't know why i'm more aware of it um but like last week last week i was i don't know i don't know what it was i was i was um well i do know what it was it was hormones but so last week i was like work i was so efficient at work i was just banging stuff out the door i was just getting Mm -hmm. stuff done my running was going really well um everything was just just great and perky and sunshiny and on Sunday um I had my long run that 20 miler that I was doing and that was fine and I had a really nice time doing it but Mm for Monday I've just gone oh I just I am exhausted this week absolutely exhausted and like one thing I was thinking about in terms of our run week where we're going to do our 10k for the vitality thing is Mm -hmm. that it would be nice to see if I can choose a date that actually doesn't coincide with me Definitely. massively being all periody and and feeling just yeah. dreadful so yeah um, well yeah. no surprise to be honest as well as all the usual hormones and the fact that you are literally shedding a womb lining um <laughs> which is no mean feat um <laughs> that, like you yeah also having done 20 miles and you run, you ran a, a huge majority of that. Yeah. And yeah, but very, very, very slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it was, it, it probably was something that has had a bit of an impact, which I have not actually taken any account for. I've just been a bit like, oh, I just did it kind of thing. But um, because it was just, it's it was, it, it, I guess it is, it, it just didn't feel like a big deal because it was so laid back. And, and I, mm-hmm. was, I was running sometimes what felt like on the spot it was so slow um but it was it, I didn't care about it it was just it was so lovely I think the only thing that niggled me about it was that because it's it's running this sort of race in, in the time of covid it meant that there weren't heaving great big tables full of loads of food 
that I was sort of expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to bring my own and I didn't feed myself as well as I should have done. Um, So I I did feel starving and unsort of nourished. It's really difficult to judge when is the best time to eat and what to eat. And when I was kind of two thirds of the way through this thing, um, I had a couple of cereal bars. I also had some gels, but I, I stupidly, I didn't, because there was lots of walking bits in it, I didn't, I didn't kind of um, do my maths with when I fuel. So when I did um, longer distances before yeah. the marathon stuff, it, because you're constantly running, the thing that gets you through, or the thing that got me through was that sort of counting and thinking, right, okay, it's three miles until I have my next gel. So that's 30 minutes. Um, it's going to take me... 10 minutes probably to very slowly eat this particular gel and then you count down and then you you know and you sort of you go through your miniature stages like that and I didn't do that with this which was really stupid um Mm -hmm. I'd had had quite a big breakfast so I left it for a while I I think I had one gel and one cereal bar for the whole of the 20 miles which and it took you were on your feet for it was like over four hours wasn't it oh god yeah yeah it was like four hours and 40 minutes it might have even been longer than that because I stopped a bit so Mm. um yeah there was a lot of time on your feet to not actually eat much so yeah um, I try not to leave it longer than that without eating even when I'm just sitting on my ass quite exactly more than four hours anyway is tough let alone when you're expelling lots of energy how did you I was going to ask you um about the hills what did you do with because it, it I presume because it was in Bath that it was mm. quite hilly very hilly, um yeah. very hilly mm. and what was because I remember we talked about this a while ago and how do we tackle hills because running them feels like what we should be doing but so many trail runners and people who do ultras and things that I've spoken to, and I think you've said to me before, actually, mm. that that's not always necessarily the best method because you might be expending more energy than is really worth it. Yeah, and I think, well, I absolutely, I walked up every single hill and, and there, mm. was, there was some, I mean, horrible hills in there. I mean, they were, they were all yeah. lovely in that when you got, because this was, the route was, was, was glorious. Um, mm. so at the top of every single like stonker of a hill you would get an incredible view yeah um, I so love a all... hill when you get to the top to be oh, fair yeah, but... yeah it's lovely. <laughs> so I think on like the, the mild kind of undulating bits I ran them um, mm. and there were probably three or four absolute kind of yeah barnstorming hills which um you could I well not, I'm sure there are people out there that could run them definitely but there were the sort of kinds where you almost felt like you were climbing so yeah. then at that point, I just took a kind of a hiking approach and fast walked up to the top mm-hmm. as much as I could. Um, but what I, what I found, what was interesting was actually there was, there was one particular point because I, I thought of myself as, as running on the flat and on the down. But actually, when you're doing some trail bits, there are bits where you, I feel uncertain about running down. And most of the paths we were on were all very, very clear, like bridal paths and footpaths and stuff like that. But there were a few through fields and there was one through a really, a really grassy field where the ground underneath had clearly been ploughed at some point, but it was really unstable. Um, and I couldn't mm-hmm. see where my feet were hitting. And so there was one big clear field where I just, and it was going down and I had to walk because I, mm-hmm. I thought if, if I ran it, I'd turn my ankle kind of thing so that I remember feeling a bit vexed at that point just going oh that's a bit of a you know this is a yeah. good kind of stretch of, of, of whatever kind of a 500 meters which I can't I can't run but um yeah but the rest of it it was all kind of canal paths and bridal paths and so it was all yeah do you know what I, I really loved about it was um because there were loads of walkers doing it and um I, I love having the flexibility of running so there are all these walkers they were all enjoying their day which was really nice Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know good for them kind of thing but I have been up and down that blooming canal path so many times I find it quite boring it's lovely it's beautiful but I find it quite boring mm-hmm. now I've done it so many times and I think we were on it for about three or four miles um of of this run or walk and um it's so nice to be able to go oh do you know what this is the boring bit I'm gonna run it <laughs> and get get past it a bit you know everyone else takes an yeah. hour to do it and then for me it took you know 30 minutes or something and it's like oh it's so nice to be able to have that ability. 
to to kind of do that and then yeah. go slower on the bits where you want to kind of have a look around so oh i bought my medal to show you oh yay ah, there's oh my it's medal. lovely yeah another wooden, wooden one it's a wooden Sorry, one yeah it's a wooden one and unfortunately it says i walked 20 miles to tackle homelessness and and as the guy gave it to me went oh we don't have the ability to cross that out and write run sorry and I was like, oh, what oh that feels incredibly unfair, doesn't it? A bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. it does a bit. <laughs> oh, man. Boo. So, we, so not, were there other runners or was mm. it not really expected to? It's mostly walkers. It's mostly mm. walkers. I'd say it's probably, there was, um, I got the email afterwards and there's about 500 people did it. And I think there was probably maybe 10% runners, maybe less. Mm. It, was, it wasn't loads. Um, but what was nice was that it went it's it was a circular route and you could do it clockwise or anti-clockwise so we met quite a few people um i met quite a few people going either way um and what was uh, bath is a very small place isn't it so there were loads of people not loads of people but there were i definitely sort of saw people that i knew yeah um, and i bumped into a lovely woman who i do boot camp with and she was walking with her friends and some dogs and stuff and we caught up afterwards to find out how we did and so I was running, she was walking and I, yeah, I got back after sort of uh, four and a half hours or a bit, no, a bit more than that. And, um, mm. but for her, it took nine hours. I, I mean, was, I think day, we were about this the other day, weren't we? That I, because one of my friends is doing a charity walk. Um, I think it's actually half marathon length. I think it's 13.1 miles and it's in the Brecon Beacons. Nice. Um, and she's doing that in july i think and so we've been doing a couple of sheep well she's been doing loads of training for it and i joined her on a tra- training run the other weekend and that was an 11 11 11.5 something like that um and i it was a it was a, a national trust thing i love those you know and it's like a bit of a treasure hunt where you yeah. follow the thing and it goes through the kissing gate turn left <laughs> and enter this man's farmland and hope you don't get shouted at um but i i love those things um and it was it yeah i think it must have taken us four four and a bit four and a half hours or something yeah and i just i couldn't believe it at the end the the difference that running makes because I think of myself as such a plodder but yeah the difference between 11 miles running and 11 miles walking yeah you, like, you think it's going yeah, to be easier walking been, been you, done but... two hours ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, the joys of walking I suppose you get to kind of take it in a bit more and it, oh, it was gotcha. lovely yeah and you get to you I get to not also... have to concern about where you're where you're putting your feet so much do you but yeah but, but we, yeah, because we did talk about this, don't we? Because I, I remember thinking, I remember the conversation that I'd had with Elizabeth Ayres, who'd run at the back of the pack uh, at the London Marathon a couple of years ago, and I had that sort of, mm-hmm. sort of fairly grim experience. But then, I mean, bless her, she was all, it was so good because she'd got into the news um, and, and then London Marathon had, had attempted to fix it. And they were going to do this great big kind of carnival atmosphere at the back of the London Marathon. And then yeah, obviously COVID, so that, was, that never happened, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. hopefully we'll next time. What I remember her talking about was that the the athletes that she'd spoken to, so she her she was pacing seven and a half hours, I think, mm-hmm. and that there the, the were um, she spoke to athletes who were kind of hoping to do it in under three or something, who because of injury might have had to kind of fall into her pacing group, but they've just talked about mm-hmm. how the toll on your joints for, to be on your feet for that length of time. It doesn't matter if you're running or walking, but for if you're if you're doing that distance over seven and a half hours mm. I mean, that's absolutely shattering so yeah. yeah I mean thank god for for running so you can just do it for a bit quicker and you know kind of yeah just get it over with yeah I think that's that's the thing isn't it we talk a lot about time on our feet and it's good but the joy of running is that you it's just soon you can get in the bath and have a roast in it yeah, yeah. oh I, so I was going to do like more of a um I don't know an official sort of training podcasty type thing today um after we've been talking let's about do it because stuff. i've been <clears throat> gentle plodding getting mm-hmm. excited for the day itself but let's be honest not really doing any proper serious training that it looks like strength exercises or fart lecking or anything like that yeah 
So, um, and I've not, I mean, I've done that long run, but I've not done any particular kind of 10K specific training. But let's, let's reiterate, like, I am not, and I don't think you are either, I am not aiming for a 10K PB um, at the end of May. And I'm not aiming to do this quickly. I want to have fun. I want to have a nice run, basically. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I will get a 10K PB though. Because I don't think I've I don't think I've ever officially done a 10k before. I've oh. done a 5k. I've done a couple of half marathons, but I don't think I've ever done a 10k. So I can relax. Whatever happens. Oh my god, this it's is brilliant. PB and You're I'm get PB. Oh yay! <laughs> Holly has already got a PB. This is fantastic. We haven't even done it. I won't count my Strava results or anything. I'm just going for race day. PBs. Yeah, don't look at Strava. Strava keeps on yeah. telling me what my 10k PB is, and I'm like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no I wasn't I... trying. I wasn't trying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely half an hour quicker than that. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've got between four and five weeks um, before we do it, right? Um, <laughs> so, okay, so so right. Here's here's the unofficial non-run coach method to get to 10k. <laughs> from... Okay. Knowing, no, I know that you're comfortable doing your 5k at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and how many times are you running a week at the moment? And probably not as many as I should. I'm on my feet quite a lot. I'm on my feet good. quite a lot. That's good. But I'd say I'm probably only doing it like once or twice and then have been doing kind of walks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's funny, actually. Usually I love running on the weekends, but I tend to have found that I've been quite enjoying reserve because there were so many longs towards the end of that half marathon training. But yeah. I quite like doing a couple of runs in the week and then reserving my weekend for a bit of a lie-in and then a lovely walk and then like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm fully prepared to get back on the weekend being the prime time for training now that I've had a m- month of lovely Sunday mornings in bed. Yeah, and I think what well, the nice thing to know is that when you're building up for a 10K it's not like we need to be running for two hours um, mm-hmm. as a training one. Um, it, we never have to run that long, which is lovely. No, um, unless you, joy. It is, unless you want to. Um, <laughs> so I guess, I mean, if you, if you look at specific 10K training plans, they will look similar to a half marathon training plan where it kind of builds up and then there's a taper at the end of it. But because we mm. are not going for um, speed, we're not, we're not, trying to do that we, we're trying to we're aiming to be comfortable and and yeah. not to be a shock to our system so this is controversial but I'm going to say that we don't really need to worry too much about a taper um because we've okay. only got four say four weekends we've got ahead of us mm-hmm. before we do it um that's if- fine though I think I th- I'm not a expert whatsoever but my instinct would be that a taper before a really long thing that's going to knacker you like Mm. a half marathon is a bit more important than I guess if we're at the level where we can probably safely say that if we had to do it tomorrow we would be able to do a 10k and even if it for me wasn't very pleasant I would be able to do it without stopping Mm. then I think yeah maybe it doesn't quite seem like that feels like what I need to do yeah no I don't I don't think we need to do that I think it's um I think what we need to think of in our heads is kind of remove the word taper, but think of the word rest. Um, and, and I think we need okay. a good few days rest before our chosen date. So I definitely, I think when it comes to the weekend before the week that we can do it, pick your day according to weather and stuff, and mm-hmm. pick, your, pick your time and day um, and stick to it so that you know that you've got mm-hmm. the rest days ahead of it. So, you know, don't run for a couple of days beforehand. Um, yeah you know make sure that you you have a nice big pasta pesto supper the night before kind of thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you can so you can prep in that sort of way but in terms of like so if we focus on the long run um so your weekend longer run between if you if you're comfortable doing five it means that you've got yep. four weeks ahead of you to add a kilometer every weekend so you know five five minutes extra let's say yeah um i don't want to say piece of cake because I probably am going to eat my words and be crying next time we talk about it. But at the moment, that does sound so much more manageable than mm-hmm. adding a whole what? mile on. Yeah, adding a whole mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's just just a kilometer, um, and then 
um, it would be great if you could do three runs a week. So mm -hmm. f from from this weekend, start building in those those three runs. Um, yeah, that's just adding my adding a weekend in. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then and it doesn't those other two runs, they don't need to be, you know, they don't need to be 5K. They can be less than that. So they can be 20 minutes. You know, th think about them in terms of time. So 20 to 30 minutes, both of those. Um, and one of them, just a plod, just a, just a fun, your usual kind of route kind of thing. But then the other one, and I'm, this is homework for me as well, we are going to make that the technical run like we did before the half marathon. Okay, we, cool. We have only got four weeks. So um, we're talking maybe adding in. So this means that it's finite, that, that we can only include maybe maybe three. It'll probably mm -hmm. be three technical sessions in the whole of our training, which I'm going to put in double quotes because it doesn't really exist. It's not proper training. Mm -hmm. um, so that technical run, I have a new technical run for us because I've just read about it. <gasps> I know. I know. Ooh. It's exciting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you, you can choose one of these two. Okay. okay. The, first, the first one I don't like. The second one I like. But okay. be, because we are different, you might, you might change your mind. I don't know. You might be different. Um, so they're both about speed. And they are both, both of them are to make us feel way more comfortable about running 10K in four weeks' time, five weeks' time. Mm -hmm. So... One of them is a threshold run. I know. Oh, that already sounds, I sounds feel slightly hideous, faint. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And the other one is much more fun. It's a pyramid session. Oh, I know. Right. So threshold is running faster than you feel comfortable. I mean, if you, if you, if you were to look at the kind of the specifics of it, it would be running something like 80% of of your kind of highest perceived effort so if like an easy run for you is more like 40 50 percent it's pushing mm -hmm. yourself that that extra bit but i i can't think in terms of percentages i find that really hard because yeah me too how can mm. i yeah 80 percent of my usual yeah i find it really hard and, uh, and and as we were just talking about like in terms of where we are with our cycle and stuff it, it, it perceived effort can be different you know yeah. week, week week to week so um, I wouldn't worry about gauging it on any kind of watch or anything like that. Um, but with your, so with your technical run, say, say your technical run is like 25 minutes, run for at least five to 10 minutes at the beginning, really, really, really slowly. Okay. okay. And then think at the other end, you need at least five minutes to run really, really slowly. Okay. So the, the, the bit that's okay. going to be ouchy is in the middle. So that's... Um, I, I can't remember. It's going to be like 10, 15 minutes in the middle. So that's, okay. that's the bit where you're going to be running faster and you just run a bit faster. That's it. Okay. So that, that literally that's all, that's what we're going to decide that our threshold is running a bit faster than okay. we would normally on that bit. Um, and try and pick somewhere that's a bit flatter, not very hilly. Um, and if mm -hmm. you have to go a bit slower to get up a hill or to cross a road or whatever, that's fine just when you can run faster than you would normally and then for that last five minutes have five minute kind of cool down run don't just stop just add that five minute cool down run um and that's it so don't and don't okay. try and i i heard a friend of mine this week said this little phrase which i absolutely loved and it was don't measure yourself by someone else's ruler <gasps> oh oh that lovely isn't it though and i'm going to use that for my entire life now but particularly with running so what's fast mm -hmm. to you is going to be super fast to someone else or not as fast as someone else it doesn't matter it's your pace yeah so, okay just go a little bit faster for you if it feels like you're going to puke don't do it you should okay. you, know, you should still be able to kind of at least gabble a word or two while you're doing it it's not kind of Mm -hmm. chariots of fire aiming for the you know the finish line it's just going a little bit faster for you okay that's okay fun. pyramid okay pyramid session this is different slightly more complex a bit more fun because there's resty bits so nice the, the we pyramid, like a rest yeah i like a rest um but it will be quite hard so okay um and 
this is it's so much easier to do it on something like a track but we'll you just have to choose a flatter bit of, of bath so maybe maybe it is that sodding canal path or it is the Bristol bath railway path or something like that mm-hmm. um and again because this is a technical session really you're just thinking about 20 minutes 25 minutes for this run nothing more than that um right so the idea is that you build up and then you build back down again that's your pyramid um so it's it's basically these interval sessions but they start shorter and then they get a bit longer so you start after you've done a warm-up you do 30 seconds quick running and then so you need your watch and um Mm -hmm. which we didn't ever do with fartlekking so you need 30 seconds yeah i was gonna say i need to uh, properly think about that there's some maths involved there is is maths (laughs) or at least having a timer on your watch or your phone so yeah 30 seconds quick running and then a minute rest and that means slow running not standing still Mm -hmm. then it's 45 seconds quick running and then a minute rest or slow running then Mm -hmm. 60 seconds and then 75 seconds and then 90 seconds so the longest you'll run really fast is just 90 seconds that's not very long and then you have that 60 second Mm -hmm. rest well the 60 second slow plod and then you build mm-hmm. yourself back down again. So you go 30, 45, 60, 75, 90, then 75, 60, 45, 30. So that's, that's the pyramid session. I love that. I, love I really it. love that. I love mm-hmm. it. I, it just sounds oh, I might like give so one fun. of those a crack first. Yeah, it, it sounds yeah. really lovely. I'm going to see if I can figure out a way on my phone or my Garmin to automatically beep when those intervals are i mean i've got like a kind of a boot camp training thing on my phone which does interval training so i think i might use that so it beeps in my ear you know now it's 30 seconds now it's 60 seconds so i know when yeah to that's kind of, what i need to that's what i need yeah. rather than having to check your phone every 30 seconds or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so i think that's gonna be really fun and i'm gonna do it at the same time because i need to make myself do it so i think that would be okay oh i'm quite excited well it will be it, it will be uh, hopefully have interesting things to report because I have just been doing my ploddy route, not really pushing myself or doing anything hugely exciting. So hopefully I'll have some tales of either triumph or despair. For you. <laughs> well, I, I'm really looking forward to it because I just, I, all I've done is plod. All I've done is plod. And yeah, actually, yeah. And I, I almost picked up an injury just because of the plodding nature of it. Really? Yeah. That, my last big training run was yeah. uh, uh, 14 miles, I think, before I did the 20. And I just yeah. did it on the canal path. And because I was constantly on the flat in the last mile before, um, I might have said this already, but in the last mile before I, I finished that run, I, I picked up this kind of niggle in my ankle and I just thought, ooh, that's my Achilles going again. But it was, oh, no. But it was absolutely fine by the following day. And actually, I think it was more cramp that I'd been running just on the same surface for mm. 14 miles. And, and there's, no, there's no undulation with a canal path, you know. And actually, yeah. a little bit of up and down is, is really good. And all like the last stuff, we'll talk about all the last stuff at the next session where we talk about the kind of how we're going to rest and how we're going to eat at the next one because that would be that might be our last one before we do it okay um but i just also wanted to come around quite quickly hasn't it i was feeling so sort of slightly cocky about the fact that i was like i can do 5k comfortably i'm gonna be absolutely fine and now i'm starting to not a nice level a healthy level of panic yeah i'm i must admit i feel the same and i think it's because you know, when I did it last time, when I sort of cocked up all the tech and stuff and I, I ended up giving myself an injury. So I am like, oh, I hope I don't yeah. do that. Um, yeah, I'm a bit nervous about whether how quickly my fitness might have potentially gone downhill. That because I've not been doing anything other than, yeah, plodding and not really pushing myself past the 5K or yeah. doing it very often. Like yeah. when I say twice a week, twice if it's a good week. Um, so I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how quickly I've gone downhill potentially since the half marathon training. Oh, I think you're going to be absolutely fine, Hall. Hopefully, um, it'll be fine. Hopefully, yeah. it'll be fine. I don't feel hugely like it's my fitness is, has been suffering, but also, yeah. yeah. I also think that you have this massive hidden advantage, which is that you live in the top floor flat in the Georgian building. So there's a lot of stairs going on there. 
It is good. I have calves of steel. So <laughs> <laughs> the rest of me is a blancmange, but my calf, <laughs> I could, I could bend metal. Wow. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Oh. Um, you know, the other thing, well, there, were, there was one thing I wanted us both to do, and this is, this is a selfish thing because it's something I want to do. So I'm going to try and force you to do it as well. Um, which mm-hmm. is I desperately, because I am 47 years old, desperately need to be doing something like yoga or Pilates. Um, and yeah, I've I am, really abandoned it. In yeah, the first too. lockdown, uh, yoga was something that I, it, that was a bit of a haven that I, I got really, if I was kind of feeling a bit itchy or wanted to get out and then you wanted to move my body, I did quite a few of those kind of, you know, like a, a yoga with Adrian 30 day challenge. I love those kind of things. I think similarly to having a training plan, if you leave me to my own devices a bit, then I'm not very good at motivating myself. Mm -hmm. But if I've got a kind of a a plan in front of me and similarly with, with, with that 30 day yoga thing, it felt like a kind of, I I would be disappointed with myself if I didn't do my revision that day or whatever. It was like those kind of vibes. And, um, and I love doing that, but I've, I've completely since, since it's true, the stereotype, isn't it? Runners are not good at remembering (laughs) to do things like yoga and Pilates because ever since I've become a runner again, I think I've, I think I've done one. I've done one session, I think since started training, since we started training for the half marathon. Well, that's better than me. I've done none. Absolutely none. And I did, I started doing a bit of Adrienne uh, last Mm. summer, probably. And I have done absolutely nothing since. And I, whereas you have calves of steel, my (laughs) hamstrings are basically made of balsa wood. They are, they're stiff, but you can feel that they could be really easily broken. Um, Mm. And, and I'm completely inflexible now. Like I can't touch my toes. I honestly, I just feel like such an old woman. So what I want we need to do to get our, our amazing Kate who oh, God, is yeah, a do. yoga instructor I always forget that we have Kate at our disposal and she That's is true. yeah I forget about we should because all I was going to say we should get her to tell us off we should get her to tell us off and we should definitely have one session a week yeah so um I'm going to try and include that one lunchtime. I always think for me, I think it's a Wednesday lunchtime. I think I can do that. Why do I also think that? I was just thinking a Wednesday lunchtime. <laughs> Why is yoga a Wednesday lunchtime? But it is. I don't know. And for me, it's a shorter day in, in terms of it's more difficult to, to handle because of its sort of childcare issues and stuff. But, mm. um, but it's a good day for me. And, that, and I also, I don't have anything on... I usually don't run on that day and I don't do a boot camp on that day. So actually to do something that's more about mobility and yeah. um, stretching and stuff would be much, much better to do on that day. So yeah, Wednesday lunchtimes, we just need to pick a, pick a class, yeah. um, any class, I think, and, and just do a little bit of bend and stretch. And, and then we can, it means that in the afternoon I can, I can, we can catch up with each other and, and make sure that we've done it, I guess. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Let's hold each other accountable to that. Wednesday lunch times, yeah. we do a yoga session. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's it, really. I think, uh, do you know what? There were, there were other, because I, I wrote loads of notes and I did think that actually there was some stuff from our half marathon training that I thought, oh, yeah, God, perhaps we need to remember, you know, things like form um, <laughs> that we talked about. So yeah, it's trying to remember while you're running those little bits and pieces that we talked about about holding your head up and your shoulders back and your arms parallel to your body and all that kind of stuff yeah um i always think of a carrot and i don't know why i don't know who said that <laughs> maybe it was you i don't know who said that to me but it's always <laughs> i envisage now is being sort of pulled up by my little green thing <laughs> oh like you're a carrot i thought you always like thought, i'm a carrot. carrot yeah yeah i don't know why I, I, th- th- that's my sort of yeah vision but I imagine I'm a carrot and somebody's pulling me up by my little green top that is so much more charming than the sort of to me the idea of like essentially a Croydon facelift which is the kind of (laughs) (laughs) that idea and I don't have enough hair to put it up into anything like that so I just have to Mm. I have to think of myself as being a puppet really I think yeah same thing as the carrot I guess 
Yeah. Neither of them are very attractive, though. I wonder if... No, we need to find a kind of glamorous um, alternative. Yeah, what would that be? I don't know. I I need to to brainstorm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The the upper form kind of um, metaphor that isn't carroty or... Puppety. Or puppety, yeah. I don't... <laughs> Have we gone into talking bollocks territory We've now? <laughs> firmly gone into the bollocks territory. <laughs> oh, crap. But yes, I will think about form a bit, and maybe that's something we can talk about next time when I'm challenging myself a little bit more because I don't really have to think about it too much with the 5k because it's quite a chill distance mm-hmm. at the moment for me not for me six months ago or whatever yeah. um, but at the moment that's okay so I don't really have to think about that too much because I'm not finding that I'm tired and slopey and achy and mm-hmm. and sore towards those last couple of miles um but that probably will be more the case with the 10k being honest with myself so yeah. I will need to think a little bit more about form at the beginning and trying to kind of look after myself and conserve my energy so I've got a bit so I've got reserves yeah that's yeah. how I think about it I don't know whether that's really what the science is but I, I think about know. it as I'm not going to be able to hold my perfect form all the way through but at least if I can start by doing it then yeah. surely that means I'm going to be less tired surely yeah I think yeah I think uh, I think that's absolutely right I think and I also think there's that like Tina always used to say to me is the kind of the one mile check in so Mm-hmm. Every time you hit a mile marker, just kind of think, oh, yeah, head, shoulders, arms, <laughs> knees, you know, yeah. um, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, f- for me, I, I know it's about kind of, it's about injury prevention. It's about efficiency. It's about energy and stuff like that. But for me, yeah. it's, it's more to do with my shoulders. But if I don't think about my form at the end of the run, I am in agony because of this. It's like... I am such uh yeah I didn't realize this but my friend Lex who we did the half marathon um together she was saying that she has kind of could notice that I was holding all the tension in my shoulders and she was really good for every couple of miles making me do this while I was running along which looked utterly ridiculous also nobody knows what I'm doing do they just rolling my shoulders back (laughs) doing a kind of gentle little roll to make sure that I'm that they're not right up by my ears holding all of the kind of tension but yeah no and I'm always I'm always massively conscious about my back just because I am old and I have a sensitive kind of you know crappy discs essentially down my lower back but I but obviously because everything is all connected um yeah I just think that because if I hold myself stupidly in my upper back it's going to affect my lower back and then all hell will break loose and I never want to go through that ever again um Mm -hmm. yeah so um god I'm just sitting here thinking about slip discs and how upsetting that is um but that's probably another podcast to talk about about (laughs) bad aging and um yeah terrible posture and Mm -hmm. you know i'm um i have decided on my next podcast guest um and it's going to be um juliet mcgratton you know oh yes who is our resident medical expert exactly and she's Mm. just written that book um run well which is um absolutely fantastic so it's all about it's like a um, someone described it as being like a, a health bible for runners and it is really mm-hmm. really good because it's just where, where you would normally go and google uh, an issue this book you don't have to you know you, you've got a doctor on tap who will just go oh if there's something wrong with your ankle turn to page 76 and there are all yeah. possible ankle issues or you know oh, whatever. that's amazing yeah so so that's really good but I wanted to talk to her about um periods and menopause and running Mm. And, um, so, so the next one, I'm, I can't wait to talk about stuff like that from a yeah. very selfish perspective to just go, you know, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've, you know, we've spoken to a couple of people now, um, about that sort of stuff. And it, yeah, I think we can only ever learn more. Yeah. Yeah. Seem never ending the kind of fountain of, of knowledge out there about that kind of stuff. And I know nothing. So I'm always, please give me all of the information. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know absolutely nothing. So I always feel like a total kind of 
doofus when I'm talking to someone like Juliet. Where mm-hmm. I'm like, um, what 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 happens when I have my period again? You know what 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 is what is ovulation? You know, and I, bearing in mind that I am pretty much cranking to a halt at the moment and never having a period ever again, it seems bizarre that I this is stuff that I just you know I and that, that I'm constantly like every single month I'm like oh god it's my period or mm. oh god this week has been awful for running so um yeah it's going to be it's going to be really interesting um yeah cool. yeah periods yay hurrah for periods <clears throat> hurrah for periods hurrah for menopause hurrah for <laughs> hormones and yeah <laughs> stuff god oh and hurrah for people who actually know what they're talking about with it because oh don't yeah Mm. actually i spoke to a doctor this week where i said i actually there was me sitting there just going i am a grown woman and i said what is progesterone and not only did i say it like that i couldn't pronounce progesterone <laughs> well, it, do you pronounce it progesterone i can't pronounce it and that's what i have i don't know all the time i don't know estrogen no. that's quite easy isn't it but progesterone yeah. or proge- see progesterone do we say progesterone? <laughs> I don't know. But that's a really interesting one that I would love to chat to Juliet or somebody about as well. Because I have, I'm on the depo jab, which I think is quite an, an alternative Ooh. one that people maybe <clears throat> don't know a huge amount about. Or maybe everybody does. I don't know. But <clears throat> I didn't know anything about it before I went on it. And that is just a massive dose of progesterone, progesterone take your pick I don't know what it is, yeah. um every three months are an injection and Ooh. i so it means for me it means i don't have periods because i my periods are clearly too weak to break through the the hormones that i'm being given some people i think do um but it does mean like i'm sure that i still have like hormonal dips and mm-hmm. peaks and troughs and stuff like you would on a normal cycle that you weren't interfering with yeah I but I have no idea because I don't have a period I have no idea how to judge it so I never know when those bits are coming I don't know when those weeks are coming where I'm going to feel crap I don't know when I sometimes will get a tiny bit of a period I am none the wiser I'm I'm because I I have no kind of natural way of being able to work it out. So I'd be interested in what, in, in chatting to her about hormonal contraception and what that does. That's really interesting. Send me questions so that I can ask her. Because Yeah, I will. Because I wanted to ask her those very similar questions as well, because um, I'm in a different mm. position from you and um, clearly very, very peri. And um, when I spoke to a doctor this week and she, and she said, um, and this was by the by, she just went, so how are your periods? And I was like, horrible, hate them, you know, really mm-hmm. heavy, really gruesome, random timings. And she said, oh, just get rid of them. And I was like, yeah, what? my doctor was saying <laughs> it was the same. She was like, I don't, because I asked a few questions. It feels weird, doesn't it, to be mm. a, to not have that natural cycle. Yeah. And so, well, again, I'm probably using all the wrong terminology because I don't really know whether I still do, but to not have that natural indication mm. of mm. where you are in your cycle. And um, I, I've asked her about it multiple times and been like, is this okay? Can yeah. I just not have a period? Am I, have I got like three years of periods in my womb? <laughs> yeah. Like what, what's going to happen? I know. And she was like, I don't know why more women, and this is obviously a completely personal opinion from her, but yeah. she herself was like, I don't know why more women don't do it because it's bloody amazing to just not have a period yeah. if you can my doctor mm. exactly the same and she said i mean she i think she has an implant um but she mm. was saying i don't understand why more women don't do it and i was yeah. just like but i don't really understand it because i was like well is that gonna is that gonna stop me from going through the menopause because i don't want that to mm. happen is that gonna you know and she's like no 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 and she kept on saying no because it doesn't have estrogen in it. And I was like, yeah, but I don't understand what that means. But yeah, but, you're gonna have to break it down because I don't know what yeah. that means. I <laughs> don't know what I'm any 12, of it means. Pretend I'm yeah. And I have no idea because I have no idea. <laughs> but what she did say was like, estrogen is, is all your your hormones and the and the the kind of the mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. But but your progesterone is the is is the outcome, the period. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, you can you can kind of stop that from happening. And 
um, and that won't affect mood or potentially. I, mm. think, I think everyone has very personal responses to it. But anyway, I was absolutely fascinated by what she said and very tempted. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, half of my bathroom is is basically the Boots sanitary wear aisle, you know, mm-hmm. it, because everything is so horrific at the moment. So it'd be so lovely to free up that space for Molten Brown, you know, um, mm-hmm. for anything else. <laughs> though I do miss the excuse I do kind of miss being able to be like don't please I'm on my period (laughs) I really miss being able to do that I I did quite like that it's the one silver lining isn't it It is the one silver womb lining is being able to tell everybody to just piss off (laughs) (laughs) that's very true we need a period episode don't we we really we need a full a we full do. period episode yeah maybe we, maybe we can do that post Juliet if we do if I do Juliet next week and then mm. we can listen into that um and I can actually actually take some advice from her yeah and then we can do our own period thing as mm-hmm. a result of it maybe yeah yeah it's good we should do that yeah yeah and we, it's like we keep on thinking oh we must do one just specifically on nutrition like we need to do that yeah too. Yeah, there's lots on the list, aren't there, that we need to, to do. Yeah, um, but next one for us will be that kind of um, mini taper, rest days, and just um, cycling back to see how we are on the, on the pyramid session. I'm actually really excited to give that a try. Yeah, it's going to be fun, isn't it? It also yeah. does, it does mean that you have those little moments of running fast and people driving past you in cars going, ooh, she's fast. And you go, yeah, no. I'm going to do this oh, for half no. an hour. <laughs> I worry. I more worry that when I'm slow and ploddy, I'm sort of relatively inconspicuous. But if I suddenly start pelting it down the street, is everybody just going to turn around and look? I don't <laughs> want them to look. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I worry that people will think of me how I sometimes think of men. Mm. And that when I see, when I'm overtaken by a man, or if I see a man run fast, I just think, oh, they're only doing that because I'm here. You know, yeah. Because, because I have had men overtake me really, really fast with their little stumpy legs. And they go in front of me, all chuffing away like a little train. And mm. then they reduce back to the pace that they were doing in the first place, which is my pace. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's like, why do they mm-hmm. feel the need to overtake? They're just they're BMW <laughs> drivers, aren't they? They're just like, I must overtake this car. <laughs> like, oh, you many, many words that I could use there, which I shan't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even. Anyway. What are we saying now? I've completely lost it because I was I've laughing. Lost I've lost the thread. <laughs> Basically, men are idiots, and oh yeah, and periods we don't are awful. Want people to really look at us, but also we quite like them to look at us and go, "Look how fast they are!" Yeah, in an admiring yeah. way, rather than a they're being a bit of a dick kind of way. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly the point, wasn't it? That was <laughs> yeah. the point, is yeah. that as long as we're not as long as we don't look like men, then yeah. it's fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hurrah for us. I love our workshops. Lord knows if anyone actually learns anything from them, but there we go. Next week, I'm talking to Dr. Juliet McGratton all about periods and menopause and a ton of stuff I can't pronounce, as well as a whole heap of hormonal stuff that can affect us as runners. You have been warned. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than $2.95 a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like lovely kit, nutrition and class memberships. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPod at the checkout for your brilliant discount. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Happy running. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 